HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Le Creuset, made in France since 1925. The first and finest enameled cast iron cookware and a favorite for generations. For more information, visit lecreuset.com. That's L-E-C-R-E-U-S-E-T dot com. I'm HRN's Executive Director, Katie Mosman-Wadler, with a preview of this week's episode of Meat and Three, our weekly food news roundup. This week, we're looking at the way labels shape our perspectives on food. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but is it acceptable to judge a wine by its label? There are some labels that I'd say are so bad they're good. As long as your paperwork's in good shape, you'll get a grass-fed label. Tune in to this week's Meat and Three on Heritage Radio Network. That's meat plus sign T-H-R-E-E. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. We talk about food, we talk about music, with musical dudes, finger on the pulse, snacky tunes. Hello! Welcome to the Echo Echo Wine Music Stage. We are so excited. Thank you to Jeff and the whole family for having us here. Thank you to Max Sennett and Lee. Aaron Gray, just because her hat's so nice. Uh, we have a very, very awesome performance from Neil Francis coming up, and then we're going to talk a little bit with Jeff from Echo Echo Wine. But here we go, Neil Francis live on Snacky Tunes on HeritageRadioNetwork.org at the Eastside Food Festival. Enjoy.
So good. I want to also introduce stage Jeff Bunchu. Hey, let's hear it for Neil Francis. So uh, Jeff is the president of Gunlock Bunchu Winery, who also puts out Echo Echo Wine. He's the guy responsible today for us getting to listen to these awesome, delicious, poppy vibes. So thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Darren. Welcome, everybody. You're, you're, this is like the three-dimensional version of my ability to like make wine on my family vineyard and hear music together. So it's kind of manifesting down here. It's pretty exciting. Um, so, you know, wine, making music, sort of the same vibe as a craft. How do you guys start... Uh, well, let's go back to the beginning. How do you guys start laying down your sound, laying down your vibe uh, for creating wine? I'm going to type this. Yeah, take it. Yeah. Well, see, I'd like to think of myself as a great vineyard. And I just kind of, you know, there's a lot of richness in the soil. And, and with the right temperature, with the right climate conditions, I really, I, I produce amazing fruit. And then I, I come in and I stomp on the wine like that. There you go. And I squeeze all that juice out. Exactly how it's done. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I was going to say you cherry pick all the nuggets out of my great expanse, but, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, now, Jeff, I know that you, uh, your family goes back six generations making wine. Um, how did you guys get started? How do you, how do you carry on the tradition of winemaking here in California? So they came from Germany in 1858, uh, 150 years ago. Uh, we focused a lot on wine. When I went back, I, w I went to school in Los Angeles, gave up a fledgling pathetic career in music, and went home and studied winemaking heavily, and we make pretty good wine, better music. So lo and behold, the 10 years ago, we started bringing bands to our vineyard. It's beautiful, uh, and uh, that's what we Bring do us. now. You guys have been in the vineyard, Sounds right? Sounds like an invite. <laughs> no, we want to come. You'll get there soon enough, I promise. <laughs> Just tough. That's tough. Um, now, I know that you guys, you dabble in wine, but you also guys are big lovers of food. Uh, what do you think uh, makes food and wine and music such a great pairing? What do you think? I wasn't listening. I'm so sorry. I was spicing. Food and wine and music. You know, what, do I use that? Yeah. I've always thought that uh, food, heaven, heaven is basically just an endless series of family barbecues, right? You're out there in the backyard, the sun's shining, you've got great food, you've got great people, you've got wine. So they all go hand in hand. I've been raised in a family where, you know, it's just, it's always intertwined. So, uh, yeah, when, when, I, when I have a, a nice Cabernet or a Sauvignon Blanc, I, 
I think about the Doobie Brothers or the Bee Gees because that's what my parents were playing when I was a kid, sitting in the backyard. Spot on. Spot on. That's for real. That's not bullshit. That's awesome. I see some chuckles, but I promise that wine really tastes good and it's awesome to drink wine and listen to music. I've been doing it my right whole life. Also. Now, Jeff, you're a big believer that uh, music can enhance the flavor and the experience of drinking wine, right? Well, you know, we've been making wine a long time. We spend so much time in the dirt and in the vineyard that it comes into a bottle and the bottle is it's great. And in our business, people end up talking about what's in the bottle a lot. But what brought me back to it, what's kept our family in it for 100 plus years, is the experience of sort of sharing it and being together. And so that's effectively what we try to do now, and that's what this is all about. Um, now, I know that you guys started off with a different sort of creative musical approach. You guys were writing songs as songwriters for other people, but then you shifted in the same ways that you had one type of one, and you shifted can you guys talk a little bit about that creative shift when you decide to, like you're doing something, but you want to do something that's more true to who you are? A, a, a buddy of ours happened to share the music just in pure happenstance with Chris Doritas at KCRW. And like you said, we, we were more or less just writing music and, and just building up a, a group of songs. And then Chris happened to play one of the songs one time. And a friend of mine gave me a ring and was like, hey, you've been played on KCRW, which completely threw us off. Yeah. We weren't That's prepared awesome. and, yeah, one thing, one thing jumped into gear after that. Yeah. Go ahead. I think, you know, we, uh... Yes? Yeah, Are there you, you go, like an A note. Yeah. I think we really benefited from uh, the kind of lack of uh, ego that comes for writing for other people. You know, you start off and you're not worried about it being your own signature, this or that. You're just kind of like trying to make good stuff and you're not worried about it representing you and everything you're about. And so that kind of opens up the creative process. And so the switch just happened when we figured out that we actually liked what we were doing, you know. And we thought it, that uh, we could, you know, make a band out of it. It worked. It worked. And Jeff, for you, what made you want to launch Echo Echo? Well, like I said, we have this historic family winery in Sonoma. It's called Gunlock Bunch. You go up there. It's beautiful. 1870 building built by my great-great-grandfather. And I love what goes into great wine, dirt, like sweat. And there's so much detail. It's a lot like great music. But I never have been super stoked about a lot of the baggage that comes with fine wine that you sort of have to know about it to enjoy it. And when I saw, a, a, I had a venue and I started to bring bands to play and I saw the kids come and see the bands and the whole thing work. It's like we can do this outside of our little world in Sonoma and uh, that's what Echo Echo is all about. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to hear two songs from the band and then we're going to come back, chat a little bit more and then we'll hear a couple more songs. Cool. All right. Well, here Thank we you. go. Neil Francis at Eastside Fusifil.
Today's program was brought to you by Le Creuset, 
the first to pioneer colorful enameled cookware over 90 years ago. They've been a favorite for generations through the meals and memories the cookware creates and the style it expresses. My name is Kat Johnson. I'm the communications director at Heritage Radio Network. When I'm not making food radio, I'm making food, and my favorite cookware is the 8-quart marine blue Dutch oven that never leaves my stovetop. Before we got our Le Creuset, the cookware we used most often was an antique Griswold cast iron pan. It didn't take long for me to realize how much I'd been missing enamel cast iron in my life. Le Creuset has a superior heat retention of cast iron, but paired with the unparalleled performance and ease of enamel. That means delicious food with easy cleanup. Head to lecreuset.com slash HRN, that's L-E-C-R-E-U-S-E-T dot com slash HRN to see all the new products and amazing holiday gift deals. HRN listeners will get 20% off the new Le Creuset cookbook with the code HRN. Oh, man. That song. So good. Uh... Love that cover. Also love your Music Sounds Better With You cover. Uh, when you guys decide to pick a cover, yeah. what goes into it? What decides when you're like, you're going to put your own spin? Because that Music Sounds Better With You cover is delicious. Uh, so the reason behind the Teardrops cover was that I was running out of ideas. Um, uh, okay, okay. My, no, 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 no. I was running out of ideas for my girlfriend's birthday. Uh, so I thought to myself, what was the song that we could do together that would potentially win that over and then Mark came into the studio and I pitched him on the idea as best I could and he jumped on board so I got an idea what if we played someone else's song and you went yes great idea (laughs) (laughs) that's basically it yeah um so uh Jeff I know you've worked with bands before I know you worked with Lord Huron to put out uh one of the Echo Echo Wines uh, how did you work with that band? How does the band inspire you to pick a wine? I mean, you hear that, like, I'm a fan first. This is Neil Francis, if you just walked in. What Neil a great band. Francis. Neil Francis! So, first and foremost, I love music, and, uh, and I know what it makes me feel. I also know that what you, when you dive into what something tastes like, as much as you do as a winemaker, you can also, if you dig that heavy into what you listen to, they can affect each other. So with Lord Huron and the other artists we work with, we first figure out if they like wine, and if they do, we send them a, a questionnaire about sort of what they like, and it doesn't have to be, it could be like, how do you like your coffee? Not like, where do you like your wine grown, or what varietal do you like? And once we figure out what it might, what they like as a, as a band, we bring them together. Our winemaker, Joe, who is over around here somewhere, we could put together a blend, a, components of a blend we think they would like, and then we sit in a room with Lord Huron, it was just down the road, and we went through, in a quiet room, wines that we agreed would be the best blend, and then as soon as they selected the blend and we agreed that it was good, we then started applying it to their catalog, and it was pretty unbelievable what would happen. A wine tasted pretty good, the final blend, and then all of a sudden you hit a song off their catalog and it sort of wakes you up again. So that's how we do it with every artist we work with. What, uh, what wine, what drink, you know, would you like to be sipped along your music? <laughs> He's definitely more the wine guy than I am. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, not a wine I guy. Know. I like Syrah. Oh, oh. <laughs> a little Syrah. Kind of a, you know, K-Syrah, Syrah type of guy, so. Um, <laughs> that was a really bad pun, sorry. Uh, now, I know you guys had your uh, big release this year. Uh, how's it been putting out the album, going out the road? finally like getting that like a full length release out into the world uh what's the vibe been what's the response been it's it felt good man the release has been good the vibe has been good we did we did a big tour last month in september we did uh 14,000 miles in a van together um that definitely you definitely need a couple bottles of wine to get through definitely a couple bottles of wine uh but it was a lot of fun yeah it's a good core group of of uh of crew we've got here and we 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 got along like a house on fire, which is what kind of like made the whole thing tolerable, which is good. Um, how do you guys enjoy touring and playing in the States versus your hometown uh, back in Sydney and Australia? Do you guys like... We, we haven't been lucky enough to get back to Sydney just yet, but we did do a show in between Poolside and Jungle here in LA that was uh, our own kind of show, I guess, like our own headline. Out in the desert? Pardon me? Out in Pappy Harriet's? 
Uh, and that was at Moroccan Lounge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was probably one of my favourite shows in the band so far. Just, like, people hollering and hooting and singing the words back to you. It's, like, kind of a crazy experience. So that's cool. Um, so as you guys are out on the road creating, as you're making new wine, you start looking at the future, what's next? Like, what do you see next for a release for you guys? What do you see a next release for Echo Echo? I'll go first. It's, I mean, uh, we got to know Neil Francis because of Echo Echo. We, we curate a lot of baby bands that go with all the wines we make. And not that you guys are babies, but it was a clear very early that when we heard it, like, this isn't going to last this way much longer. So we do music at our winery in Sonoma where we are lucky enough to bring pretty big bands to a small venue. And this is this feels like that. So my sense is that we're all pretty lucky to see this in this environment with you guys because I, I sense some good's coming. So Thank that's you. all I think. Thank yeah. You. And for you guys, what do you got coming up soon? What are you guys putting out? Just writing more We're music. playing a dinner party. Oh, yeah. We are soon. playing a dinner party. Oh. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, The Wild Honey Pie Presents. So we're, we're going to do, we think, we think we're going to do kind of more of an acoustic, mellow set, you know? And um, that's the next thing. And then, you know, we're just working on an album. I guess that's yeah, new music. We haven't, <clears throat> yeah, we're waiting for. Uh, we're just we're just trying to do that full complete thought, you know. So we're not quite there yet, but we're working on it. Well, I hope you're in Sonoma soon enough. That's yeah. for sure. Oh, Me it's too. beautiful up there. Thank well, you, listen, Jeff. I want to thank Jeff. I want to thank Echo Echo One. I want to make sure we have enough time for a couple yeah. more songs. <laughs> Eastside Fustiful and Lee. Neil Francis. Jesse, Neil Francis. They're going to take us out. Thank you, guys. We're Snacky Tunes on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We'll see you next time. Neil Francis, the room is yours. Thanks, Snacky Tunes. Thanks, Jeff.
Listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.